Where's my LaCroix? Your bag. Manatee, so I've moved on to the LaCroix. Mmm, lemon. I like a lemon LaCroix. We didn't talk about what tea I was drinking we on didn't. the last episode. Um, I still, like it that way. You like it? You don't want to hear about my tea anymore. That's no, fine. I don't. Okay. Actually, today I posted some, some, something on Facebook about not having any more pumpkin spice lattes because I gave up sh- sugar. Right. And there were like several people who suggested tea. And I just wanted to be I know. like, oh. I know. I wanted to be like, I'm sorry, guys. She doesn't do tea. We've tried. I have tried. I've yeah. pushed the tea on you so hard. Yeah. Um, I got you to have a cup near you last mm-hmm. on our last I show. I took but, a sip. And you were like, fuck this. Not again. Ever again. No, no tea. No. Um, so you've not had any pumpkin spice latte this season at all? Nope. nope. Not even... Don't they do they not make sugar free pumpkin spice lattes? They do, at but it makes Starbucks? me f- like the sh- sugar free stuff makes me feel just as bad as the really? sh- sh- sugar. Really? But it's not Ex- sugar. It's not, but it what it does is it makes me want r- real sh- sh- sugar uh, and it doesn't fill me up. Okay. And it like what it does basically is just it makes me crave real sugar and then I do eventually cheat mm. and then I feel even worse and then it just so I'm gonna stay stay away from that stuff. Have you thought about just taking a pumpkin, mashing it up, and putting a straw in there? Someone did suggest that, yes. Oh no, I'm suggesting it. I'm this is a tired old suggestion. <laughs> no, that they, they, but they did say, um, well, Diana they, posted like some. Cool yes. recipe, and so, as she does. Someone said that in their the cafe they like to go to, they do mash pup real, real pumpkins and like nutmeg, and like put the pumpkins in the the lattes without mm. putting shush sugar in. However, oh. there there is something that I didn't clarify with people is that I mm-hmm. don't do dairy because lactose is shush sugar. Well, you so, could do like a non dairy milk, like an almond milk or something. Yeah, but then they have unsweetened almond milk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the point is that are we talking about food again? Yes, we are. I here. I'm trying I, to explain it's, it's this. It's the reason to you. for the season. Pumpkin spice. The PSL, right? Okay, I need to know. Please explain it to me. Okay, so Sarah's got her pointer fingers the, out. She's very serious. <laughs> <laughs> like all of her fingers are pointing at me. This is important. So. <laughs> The thing is, I want something done right. Like, I don't want a substitution. I don't want to, like, have fake sugar or have fake okay. milk or have fake, like, I I want the pumpkin spice latte of my dreams. And okay. if I can't have that, I don't want it at all. Okay. That's okay. fair. Okay. You don't want, just <laughs> pointing her fingers at me for emphasis. Um, You don't want a, you don't want a doppelganger. I don't. You don't want just mashed pumpkin. I want the real deal. Okay. All but right. I don't want it because it'll make, make is me Is there some f- other holiday treat you could enjoy that does not have sugar in it? Um what like a what about a pumpkin b- biscuit or something? Uh, b- biscuit, but it wouldn't be sweetened. Ooh, you know what I do like is like uh if you take pumpkin and like make it into like spaghetti sauce, like you mm, toss with spaghetti. Yeah. Then you can and you can put the kind of the pumpkiny spice in there. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, Whoa. that sounds good. I've also done uh it I go through periods of cooking. They don't last long, but I'd go through periods. I also made a chili once with mm-hmm. pumpkin Ooh. 
like pumpkin mash and pumpkin spice and that was good that does sound good so maybe you could get the maybe what you can get your gourds in you can get your gourd on okay without drinking it in the psl form Mm -hmm. maybe that does sound good i'm just saying it's something you could try yeah make a big old pot of pumpkin chili Mm -hmm. and you could just like eat off of that for a week you know can you give me that recipe if you have probably, it or I, I can probably i'll have to find up, it it's been a long time since i made it but yeah so long ago that i was still eating meat at the time oh, okay so i'll have to f- yeah i can probably find it i mean it's i'm actually getting hungry talking about it oh okay like i mean but that, I could just that make pumpkin some, use some veggie pump, crumbles pumpkin pop pasta did sound good too oh yeah that was good yeah that was a good one i could find it i'm sure you could just look it up i don't yeah. know it was like a epicurious recipe or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, welcome to the George Made Podcast. Welcome. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And this is a, is, you might be thinking to yourself, is this a podcast about pumpkin themed cooking items? It is not. It's not. It's not. It seems like it is, but it it's isn't. It's actually a film pop podcast. It is. It is a podcast uh, celebrating film and filmmaking in Georgia. Where we are right now? <laughs> Where we are currently at this very moment recording can you believe it? At the fabulous uh, podcasting room at Wonder Shop in mm-hmm. Candler Park. Shout out to Wonder Shop. We will not be here when you are listening to this. Thank goodness. So you can't come in. I mean, and... I might just hide out in here and oh, just wait okay. and, ju- and just wait for them. They oh, don't. Okay. Sounds a little scary. <laughs> Uh, so listeners, this is part two of our discussion on The Spectacular Now. Yes. A film that you might say we found less than spectacular. Yes. Well, 27-year-old Sarah did find it spectacular. Sadly, yes. Sarah, (laughs) Sarah in her 30s. Maybe I poisoned you on this movie. Like, maybe my negative energy- Like soiled no. this movie for you. Do I you don't think? think so. I th- no? I think that what well, maybe it was my constant like bitching during the movie that may have made it not as no. Enjoyable. I think that when I p- picked it, I had like a sneaking suspicion that I wouldn't feel the same way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know why. Yeah, because I didn't remember specifics. Sure. But I was I just had a f- suspicion. I would love. What if somebody did a supercut of all the times that Miles Teller is drinking out of that like uh seven up thing mm-hmm. only instead it's like he's got a P- PSL. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's about a basic a basic man, a, just a basic bitch of a man <laughs> who is addicted to pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> oh, that would make it so much more I, Then it would make it whimsical, right? Yeah. It would make it a little more whimsical. So then his behavior is attributed more to like maybe like too much sugar? Too much sh- sugar for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I would watch I like that. that. I, would I would watch, watch that, that for too. sure. Um, so I before we get into that, I did want to talk about I, – I have a recommendation. Okay. I, I'm constantly recommending this – well, I don't know if I've ever recommended on this show. I know I've talked about it on our old, on our other show, the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Um, I fucking love You Must Remember This Podcast. You Must Remember This is the name of the podcast mm-hmm. with Karina Longworth. Such a great – if you love film, and I'm going to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you are either here for the sp- PSL discussion or you're mm-hmm. here for the film. So mm-hmm. if you're all the half that is here for the film <laughs> and you're a film lover, oh, my God. 
you must remember this as an incredible podcast. They've covered all kinds of stuff. They've covered, uh, they covered, they've covered the blacklist. They've covered, they, my, my introduction to it was, as you know, I'm into murder and cults, right? So they, she did an incredible, like seven or eight episode series about the Manson family, but in, in a, in the framing it into like how, them living in LA and how Hollywood affected perhaps what took place. Yeah. Um, and Charles Manson's, you know, obsession with fame. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, she's done all kinds of Judy, uh, Judy Garland, uh, Mia Farrow and, uh, Frank Sinatra's relationship. Um, uh, you know, all kind like all kinds of topics. Highly recommend this show. So good. She really gets in depth and uh, does her research, and it's a fascinating show. Um, so right now, what they're doing on the show is tackling a topic that I think most white people would want to shrink and run away from, and that is the infamous Song of the South, Disney's uh, dirty little secret. <laughs> Song of the South. Mm -hmm. So you're aware of Song of the South, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you know about Song of the South? It's a film, right? It is a film, yeah. A and children's film. All I know about it is it's a Disney film that is racist. Right. That's literally all I know about about it. And there are clips on YouTube uh, that you can see some of the film. So uh, basically Song of the South is a um, – it is set in – post-Civil War, so like Reconstruction Southern, it's a Reconstruction Southern setting, right? Okay. It is a mixture of live action and animation. Okay. And it is based on the stories of Uncle Remus, which were stories that were supposedly had their roots in like amongst, uh, Afri like uh, amongst, you know, black people during you know, you know, pre-Civil War, so mm -hmm. enslaved people, stories of that were supposedly enslaved people's folklore that had been told to this white man mm -hmm. who was, you know, uh, living in that world, right? Mm -hmm. And he took those stories and most likely made a lot of modifications to mm -hmm. them and then made a lot of money off of them, mm -hmm. right? Like publishing these stories, right? Right. Um, this is where you get the Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox right. tales. Yes, yes, yes. So Song of the South is based on that. And uh, so my understanding of it was your your understanding. I had seen a couple clips from it before. Uh, Zippity Doodah, which is yes. a song that you would know. It, that song won Splash an Oscar. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. It's all about it. Yeah. Right. So uh, also it featured the, f the only – the first – time disney had like an african-american actor playing really in any film but playing a lead role especially yeah i mean they had a vo some voice actors in minor roles but a main character right and they, they didn't have a main character a black a actor as the main character again until the princess and the frog oh, are you fucking serious yeah again this is all like i am uh i want to attribute this to the podcast because i've been listening to it so i don't want to like I don't want to like, you know, like you should go and listen to the podcast. Also, like, I don't feel like I have the I don't want to dig too deeply into the the topic because I don't feel like I'm really qualified to tackle it. Other than to say, as an ignorant white person, I had the same idea where I was like, oh, yeah, it's like this racist movie. Disney like made it in the 40s and then they never released it again. 
Here's the thing. They have released it again at certain points in time. They released it in the 70s. They released it again in the late 80s. I believe they released it in the 90s. It has. It is not available on DVD or Blu-ray or anything like that here in the States, but it is available in Europe and many of other countries. You can go out and buy this movie. They just don't want it out here mm. in America where we're going to talk about the problematic things, which basically are, of course, these you know, basically the fact that it is a story about uh, there's a lot of songs and things about, um, you know, the uh, black people who post Civil War are staying on the plantation happily to work on the plantation. You can see how this is problematic, right? Yes. So there's so the podcast digs into the history of how this got made and how Walt Disney was really trying to capitalize on the success of, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind at the time, because that was in the late 30s. This movie came out in the early 40s. Um, They touch on they Hattie McDaniel. They talk about they have a whole episode about Hattie McDaniel. And I didn't there's a whole lot of fascinating information about her career. And like uh, and so they did a whole episode on her. Um, The last episode was all about the history of minstrel shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was a whole lot I didn't know about that. And so there's all this like you know, stuff that, of course, as a white person, I don't know. And mm-hmm. the, and and so um, and I'm it's very eye opening. So it's it's like, yes, it is a film that people have criticized and it was criticized in its day as well. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just like but but yet Disney keeps releasing it and used it for they used the parts they use parts of it for Splash Mountain, you know, Um Anyway, it's like a thing that I knew very little about and it there's just so much uh, so much to it and I think that this show does a really good job of digging into all that. So I would recommend it. Um yeah. I'm going to stop you right there and go to my car and drive home and l- l- listen to it. It's fascinating. It's fascinating and also to see how again you would th- like we, we, I, I feel like, uh, of course, this is the thing we white people do where we're like, that's a thing that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. We're like, mm-hmm. we're better now. Like, mm-hmm. yes, obviously, I know, like, I know, like white supremacy still permeates our culture and is a is, is a huge problem in our society. But but I still like have this dim witted white person's thought where I'm like, things like this are in the past. Right. But like so Disney Plus is coming next week as of this mm-hmm. recording right we're recording in the first week of november mm-hmm. disney plus is coming next next week the 12th right i don't that's know that's when disney plus goes live right disney plus they asked disney was asked will you be releasing song of the south as part of the catalog and they're like no we're not releasing that not releasing that also they are when they're they're releasing dumbo on disney plus but they are omitting the scene with the crows you know, when They've when taken that when, scene out. when when you were ta- ta- talking about song, song of the South, I thought of that scene in in Dumbo. The actor who plays Uncle Remus voiced one of the yeah. crows in Dumbo. Here's another thing I didn't know about Dumbo. Again, this was all brought to my attention by the podcast. Okay, I remember that scene with the crows, and I remember seeing it when I was older, and then being like, "Oh, this yeah. is not yeah. cool." Yeah. Um. So they really break down uh-huh. that as part of the last episode about the minstrel, minstrel shows. They yeah. break down sort of that, but also the main crow in that scene mm-hmm. was voiced by a white actor. No. 
all of the supporting crows in the scene are voiced by black actors. The main crow. Who basically does an, an, an impression it's basically of a black. like bl- vocal like, black face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. a white act. He's a white actor oh, voice in that character. Anyway. So they are omitting that. Yeah. Uh, scene from Dumbo. You you know what? I'm sorry. Keep going. But but so what? I guess my point is like Disney has uh, knows enough about the controversy of it to leave it out, but without commenting on it or providing any context or 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 uh, or bringing or allowing for any kind of discussion about why this shouldn't be in here or right. why it's not why what. Uh, you know, or or leaving it in and then providing some kind of analysis, like about or not leaving it in and providing it as a clip and then analyzing what could be wrong. Like it's just they're erasing it, like it never yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah from yeah, American yeah. history, but these movies are still available, right. for foreign sale, right? And the response of Disney to not including Song of the South wasn't, you know what. Uh, sometimes you make mistakes and you, you put out stuff that you realize in retrospect is, uh, you know, like it has, is problematic or racist or homophobic or whatever, rather than saying anything like that, the response, the, the, what Disney's official word was, we are not including song of the South because, uh, some of the things in the film would be considered, uh, unpleasant, by some people looking through today's lens or something. It was I wish I could remember the exact quote, but it was very much like it wasn't like a condemnation so much Mm-mm. as like it wasn't a condemnation of the film so much as it was like some people would be uncomfortable with this. That's what their thinking was. Mm. Um and I mean, am I being too hard on Disney for no. uh not wanting to address this problem in any real way? I don't think so considering they own fucking everything right at this point right um so there should be some i feel like there should be some self-reflection there we all know you know we all know there's it's a fucking problem dumbo also there's another scene in it that um is actually the first scene um, yeah, yeah, where, I know exactly did, what you're did, talking did about. They, where, where, where there's a storm and the yeah. the black figures are taking down yes. the tents. The 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 um yeah the the and strong then, men or whatever and that are like they're taking p- pitching up the tents. Yeah, pitching up the tents. So and there's a whole song about it. Yeah, so they're they're just black like they're not black pe- pe- people. They're it's they're implied that they're black people, but they're yeah. in shadow. And then yeah. the next scene has. All the white people with fully formed faces and expressions and clothing. And- sure, but that's not the worst part about that scene. Okay, what's the worst it's part? It's the worst part. The I mean, yes, that's problematic, but also have you heard have, have I I again this prompted me to go back and look at these scenes. Okay. Because they're all available on YouTube. This it's the song about like uh and they're all singing about how they can't read and write and like there's like like the song is oh, a fucking I problem too. Hadn't, I wasn't even listening to the song yeah. cuz I was just the 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 visuals vi, 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 yeah. alone were upset upset enough. What yeah. is this the song about? I mean they're singing as they put up all the tents but they're uh, but the, I I can't remember all the lyrics at the present moment but yeah they are singing about Basically, how they're like illiterate and black. It's just oh, like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like, it's fucking crazy. That's like ter- That's like a horror film right there. Like that's like um, terrifying. You know, like this is what, like this is what happens. And I think we, and we've, and just to 
circle back to our old, our, our other, I keep calling our old, po- our other podcast, if I made a mistake, where our goal was to kind of look at movies through the lens of like a woman today looking at like how women are portrayed in film. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when a, an, a, when a dominant culture tries to comment on an, like, or, or, sorry, a dominant group tries to comment on a group that is being not fully represented or yeah. oppressed or, you know, you know, that, that that you have these things that happen where you can see the white supremacy like leaking yeah. through these portrayals. And like now's a great opportunity to have a discussion about that, like be a leader in let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about what is problematic about this and maybe like heal some of this wrongdoing that, you know, or whatever, rather than just say it's of its time. Yeah. Like what, it, what, so what does that mean? Like what yeah. time, like, let's talk about it. Let's put it in some context and, yeah. and look at it. And then, you know, like shutting it away just from American audiences. Yeah. Again, let's remind ourselves shutting it away. Doesn't, make it like it the make it not yeah. have happened. Yeah. And the other complication I think that they address in the podcast is that these actors like Hattie McDaniel and I'm uh I think Basket, John Basket, I can't remember his uh his name at the moment, but the actor who played Uncle Remus, like they took these parts uh because like the and people, you know, at the time were like, you know, like you're, you know, um you're setting us backwards by p- p- playing into these like, you know, s- b- roles that are upholding these old racist views or whatever. And and they they took these roles because that was what was available to them. Right. So there's that complication there of like, you know, like you don't want to be part of the problem, but also you're an actor who wants to have like like he the actor playing Uncle Remus had never been offered a, a role like that before that was like a main role and it was yeah. like a big deal for him and so like yes he's playing this role that we now look at this secret shameful Disney movie mm-hmm. but at the time it was like what else was he being offered like what other parts were there for him to play mm-hmm. because the people the dominant you know the dominant uh, group that is making these films only lets uh, let's black actors play certain roles. So mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do? You know? Yeah. Anyway, so it's a great show. Um, I it, it It's discussed with a lot more nuance than I could possibly uh, do in this, on this, in this moment, but it's, uh, it's fascinating. So I recommend yeah. checking it out. Yeah. And for letting sure. yourself be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, be a white, be a white person listening to the show and be like, Oh God, be uncomfortable. Like, yeah. you know, let yourself know what this shit is about. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I definitely yeah. will, will, will listen to that. Yeah. Uh, you must remember this podcast is the name of the show. Um, and then go back to check out their other episodes. Great fucking show. Yeah, I've listened to a few, few, few of them, I think. There's a whole episode about Barbara Streisand and the star, A Star is Born and oh, like nice. that whole debacle. Um, anyway, uh, so that's what that's my rec. That's my recommendation. Uh, shall we get back into talking about this movie? Yes, please. Shall we get spectacular? Let's get spectacular. Let's get mediocre. Let's get mediocre right about now. That's crazy. How fast were you going? Like 20, 25 miles an hour. And you just jumped out of the car? Yeah. What? (laughs) It was snowing, so I didn't think it would hurt. But it did. That's amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) You're such a good listener. No. Um, All right, you go. 
Um, I remember um, it was sophomore year. You came to gym class and you were wearing the mascot head and you refused to take it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, what's the story about you? About me? Yeah. Um, I don't really have any stories. What do you mean? Everyone's got a story. Not me, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I feel like this movie could be called The Spectacularly Mediocre White Man. Yes. My first question is, everyone seems to bend over backwards for this guy. Mm -hmm. Why? What is it about him that makes everyone, like his boss knows he's drinking at work. Mm -hmm. And he eventually fires him. Does he, though? I think so. I don't feel like that's what happens. No. He says, he says to this guy who's been drinking at work every fucking day since this movie began. Yeah. I like you because you're, you know, you're a likable guy, mm -hmm. right? And the customers like you. Uh, business has been slow here. I guess the I guess t-shirt game is not what it used to be, right? And he's like, the, t the you know, business has been slow. And I got to let go of either you or the other guy. But I need if I'm going to keep you, I need to know that you're going to not that you're not going to come to work hammered. Yeah. It wasn't even that he was like, stop drinking at work. Yeah. Like He was like, just don't come to work hammered. Yeah. And and Miles Teller is like, I can't promise that. I'm sorry, I can't. So uh, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. And he shakes his hand. And I yeah. was like, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. Like yeah. this, you know, the other guy working at the T like there's a whole movie that we didn't see of the other guy who works at the t-shirt <laughs> company who's like folding the shirts that, you know, like Sutter never puts away. Yeah. Who's like, you know, finding cups of half drunk whiskey all over the place and throwing them out, plunging the toilet because Sutter left, you know, like like a big clog in the toilet. Oh, you know, that guy yeah. is busting his ass. Yes. At the. At the shirt and the shirt and tie suit place. and tie suit and shirts and ties place, and like and and all this fucking guy had to do was not come to work hammered, or even say he wouldn't come to work hammered, right? But also just not come to work. Hey, and he's hammered. like, I can't do that. Yeah. So well, no, he, he was, was not fired. He quit. Oh, uh, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So. Um, I do know what I want to talk okay. talk about. Uh, the ma 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 manic pixie dream dream girl thing. Yes. Now I, I don't think, think she was this. manic per se, but she was definitely a pixie dream girl. Okay. Um, she like didn't get mad at him even when he like almost killed her. Like she got out he of the almost, car. He she he, gets hit by a car. Yeah, she gets hit by a car. He, pushed, he throws her out he of the car. He throws her out of the car. Because she lo she tells him she lo loves him. He tells her she doesn't and he I'm bad for you. I'm bad for I'm you. Bad you should get away you. from me. Which by the way, my first two boyfriends told me that. Like very early on they were like, "I'm a bad person. You should run away from me as fast as you can." Well, they were right though. They were right. <laughs> Um, and so he did that thing where it's like, no, you don't love me. You, you know, you don't like, I'm bad. Like, you know, I mean, he's not wrong. And he kicks her out of the car. And right when she steps out, she gets hit by a car hit and she doesn't die. Car. How does she not die? Like that well, looks she gets so a broken bad. Arm. 
And she's not mad at him at all. She's not mad at all. Why? Okay, again, why is Amy with this guy? She's smart. She's gorgeous. She doesn't think she is, though. Sure. But, like, she got hit by a car. Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be this incredibly intelligent person. You'd think, like... Maybe I get how you got how you can ha- like when you're when you're se- 17 years old, I get how you can have like sex goggles on. Yeah. Where you're just like, this is the first person you've ever had sex with. Yeah. And like, you know, you you're, you're like uh, devoted, like like blindly devoted to them. But I feel like after the getting hit by the car, I feel like that would be your wake up call. Right. Where you're like, you know, I'm going to college. I maybe maybe it's time for me to see other people. That would be a a no a no no normal person's wake up call for sure. I think for me maybe not. Not um, being hit by a car. She gets hit by a car. I mean, I can't know how I would actually feel if I and were she's like. She's not mad at 18. him at all. No, she she's like, can we just net net never talk 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 about this again? Just pretend it didn't ha- happen. I vomited in my mouth so yeah. hard. Yeah, and she in that gave moment. him a hug and. Blah. And he and he even he was like, what? Fuck? I know. Even he's like, I again. This is again my other problem with this movie. And I want to circle back to the manic pixie dream girl, but but in a second, the women in this movie again they have no story or motivation or agency of their own. They live only to to service the story of this man in the movie, yes. right? Which yes. is my big problem. So much so that I think it's really exemplified by the scene where. He, they have lunch together for the first time. Yes, and he says, "So, what's your story?" Yeah, and she's like, "I don't really have one." And yeah. I'm like, "I'm like, what? yeah, you don't." She, I mean, of course, she doesn't have a story. Yeah. This movie isn't about her or her wants or needs. And I, and the movie framed it as she's like, "I believe, you know, everyone, like everyone's more than the, their story or whatever it was that yeah. she said." Yeah, because she doesn't. She lives only to hold up this mediocre yeah. man in the movie who like why do I even care about his story like what is he doing that's so interesting he's an that alcoholic I, which the Super movie doesn't address it doesn't address it doesn't address it, it, doesn't it at address all it. and he even there's has no, her drink he buys no, her a flask for a gift like a gra- graduation gift there's no consequences for anything that he does ever even hit, getting his girlfriend hit by a car he has, there's no consequences, no consequences. whatsoever he doesn't really go through a change. Nope. So the manic pixie dream girl thing. So what you're saying is you think that she's the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. I think that he's the manic pixie dream girl. Oh. I think it's reversed. But here's the interesting thing, because Julie and I talked about this today because I was telling her that I watched this movie and I was like, that she's and I was like, I don't think Amy's a manic pixie dream girl. I think that she, but she serves the same purpose. So in the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, you know, paradigm, mm-hmm. right? You have dud, boring, dud, boring man, yeah. right? Mediocre, boring man who's no fun and is totally a dud, mm-hmm. right? Meets interesting, troubled, broken woman mm-hmm. who makes him feel exciting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he outgrows her. Mm-hmm. And moves on with his life to have whatever life he's going to have after her. Oh, right? Yeah. That is the story. Yes. And yes. again, even in the Manic, in the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, that woman in that story, it's never about her or her struggles right. or why she is the way she is or anything like that. Yeah. It's just about how her, she makes the man 
more interesting for a time. Yeah, but it's like in this movie, you're right. It is reversed, except. Except it's still the same story. So here you have a broken, fucked up, messed up man who meets an, uh, what the movie tries to tell us is kind of a boring, boring. introverted, yeah. brainy. Because there's nothing worse than being a brainy woman. No. Right? Nothing. Boring, brainy woman. Who, but in but in this in this story, she still has no story of her own. She's only there to lift up the man's story, yes, and to make him stabilize him for a time and mm-hmm. make him a better person, yeah. Before he ghosts her mm-hmm. when she goes to college, basically. So he out he doesn't outgrow her because no growth is done, right? But he still makes a decision for the both of them that they shouldn't be together, yeah. And you know what? Anyway. In the end, at the end of this movie, he does go to the college, Mm -hmm. which I love that (laughs) the last (laughs) shot is he walks up to her like he's just going to patch everything up after he's ghosted her for how no, who knows how many long, how many months. And her, the look on her face is just like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked like four guys since I've been here (laughs) and I was not expecting to see you again. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So anyway, I do think that there is a Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing going on here, but I think he's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Only he gets a fucking story. Right. And the woman still doesn't get a fucking story. I love that analysis. You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. Okay. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah, no, my... my, Oh, boy. Why I thought that was that basically that she lives to serve him and she she doesn't question him or anything. But that's not what a man, man, any dream girl is completely. She never questions him once. No. Can we talk about that scene where they go to the party? He invites her to that par- creek party. Yeah. Right. Invites her to the party. Sees his ex-girlfriend. Pawns her off on another man. Yeah. I shouldn't say man. Pawns her off on another boy. Mm-hmm. Goes to flirt Goes with... Goes to flirt with the girl. Right. The ex-girlfriend. Who is with someone new, right. by the way. Yes. And she the, had Like messaged, the only person of color in this movie. But she really. had me- messaged him the night before asking him if he'd, he'd be there. Yeah. Which she shouldn't have done, too. Sure. But I still think it's worse that he, like, brought a girl to a party that she doesn't know. She doesn't she doesn't seem to really know these kids. Yeah. Right. Or she's not really friends with them. It's not her crowd. Mm -hmm. Brings her to the party, immediately dumps her on some other guy to go talk to this other woman. Mm -hmm. Brie Brie Larson leaves with her boyfriend. And then he swoops in while she's talking to a, a nice, attractive young man. Yeah. Probably about something intelligent we can hope yeah swoops in and immediately take like is like now i'm i'm i guess i'm gonna have you back now and like takes her away from this other guy have his cake and eat it too yeah yeah that was was so gross very gross oh god what to talk about next what to talk about next i have a question okay so is Sherilyn with I keep saying Shailene Shailene Woodley is a beautiful con- a conventionally beautiful yeah. thin woman like woman yeah playing this character right yet in the movie they keep talking about how plain and boring and like unattractive like how she doesn't when fa- she feel attractive she takes off her shirt and she's like mm. oh yeah like, she's, she tells him not to laugh at her yeah so you know what I was th- so in this oh god that teen sex scene I <laughs> 
can't oh god i don't like i i don't like to revisit teenage sex it was <laughs> i mean it it's awkward i don't know that this movie captures fully the awkwardness i feel like and hopefully we'll talk about jennifer's body one day i feel like the sex scene in jennifer's body captures the awkwardness a lot better mm-hmm. um not that there was anything terribly wrong with the sex scene other than it did again kind of feel like that really like idealized version also yeah. like no foreplay. No foreplay. No foreplay at all. And I'm not saying I needed a bunch, but like I feel like honestly, when you're a teen, it's like 90% foreplay. Yeah. Because everybody's like still into making out and whatnot. And, and it's new and yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't have teen sex, so I wouldn't know. It but. was like mostly it was I feel like it's I feel like it was mostly foreplay. <laughs> because anyway. I, I got lost for a second. Oh, yeah. So when she takes her shirt. Also, who does that? Who says, like, why don't you take your shirt off and then I'll take my shirt off? Like, I feel. Does anybody do that? They Even, always say it in the mo- mo- they, mo- I movies. I feel like that's something that only happens in the movies. Yeah. I, don't rem- I mean, look, I only have my own teen sexual relationships to draw from, but I don't feel like anybody ever said. Maybe nobody ever discussed. the first person who wrote, wrote that, ha- it happened to them. Maybe. And then it just turned into, uh, 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 what's the word? A. Uh, a trope a trope yeah I f- does that actually happen to people it does happen listeners to tropes listen <laughs> <laughs> listeners message us about your teen sex experiences just kidding uh you don't have to get detailed i just feel like this is something that always bothers me about movies yeah. and i don't know if i'm alone here but it seems yeah. like something that do- doesn't happen in real life yeah uh um, so who takes their shirt off well she t- they both do no i'm saying in your oh. teen sex and are you asking me to describe my teen sexual experiences? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. Like, we didn't discuss it. It just happened. It just is part of your kissing. And usually I feel like you kind of undress each other-ish. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't know. In, I don't feel like it was ever discussed. Interesting. In my sexual experiences, we always say what we're okay we're doing i just don't feel like i ever did that i don't recall that ever being a thing um i mean yes when i was like before like when you were on that cusp of like where you're like making out for like two hours and then it's Mm -hmm. like you know just like uh you know then then there's like a question of like you know if you haven't had sex before like yeah well you know can we have sex or what like then that's something you discuss yeah but not like taking your shirt off you know i don't know i just don't remember discussing that yeah. Um. So she takes her shirt off though, but she's and she says to him, "Don't laugh." Yeah. And you and I were both like, "At what? Yeah. At your conventionally attractive <laughs> body?" Right. I'm not saying thin women can't feel self conscious, yeah. but what it did make me think was when this movie was being cast. What if the actress being cast had been a plus sized actress? Right. Yeah. What if it'd been somebody like the actress from I don't remember her name, but who played. Who was in Dumplin'? Yeah. What if it was someone like that? Yeah. And just something I thought about. Yeah. How would that have changed the movie and the way we look at their relationship? Yeah. You know, especially, you know, because I'm not saying that women, again, I don't want to say that women who are of a conventional size or what we can consider to be a conventional beauty beauty size or whatever i'm not saying they can't be insecure or feel insecure about their bodies but like it seems like 
it would have added a layer, a dimension to the character for her to not be, to be plus sized. Yeah. And for her, for that to be something she was struggling with in a small town where it was, would probably be difficult to be or have plus sized teenagers or, or anything. Something not con- 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 conventionally attractive. Yeah. Like lots of hair. Or like, 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 like the bearded lady. Yeah. Okay. Chest hair. <laughs> like chest hair. Uh, there's a name for that. That con- a condition when you yeah. have like excessive body hair. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm just saying is like the the go to for Hollywood is to cast everybody at like a size yeah. two or whatever. Yeah. And not, I mean, she's a wonderful actress, but like, I would have believed it a little bit more because the whole movie they're like he's like act he's acting to his friends like why are you dating her and I'm like like she's she, so beautiful like what are you talking about I know, like yeah. why is she dating him is the exactly, question everyone else exactly, should be asking yeah and yet. Like, we're supposed to believe that he's pretending like he's doing her a favor by dating yeah, her. Yeah. And he, and also he keeps discussing, like, I'm just, I'm, this is like short term. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just hell helping her out for now. I'm just helping her feel special attra- attractive or, yeah. or special or whatever. This is not, not going to last. Like, I'm just like, what? What? I, I, and that's all I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I think that would have added a different dimension. Like, when you watch a show like Shrill, right? Mm-hmm. And you see, and again, we've discussed on the show how we'd like to see plus-sized women have stories that are not just about how they're not comfortable with their body. Yes. Like, I would fucking love to see that. Yes. Um, but I, at the same time, I do feel like it is more realistic that when, like, on, on a show like Shrill, where Idy Bryant's character is, like, um, wrestling with, like, whether or not she wants to take her shirt off when yeah. she's, like you know, um, being intimate with her boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like that is something that she is self-conscious about. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. I identify with that. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It would have been an, a good opportunity to put somebody who looks a little different in that role. And Anyway, there's something I was thinking about. Yeah. So any, what did, do you got something? You got something you want to talk about? We've discussed everything I care to discuss. Really? Um, I, I do think something. we should talk about um, – I do think we should talk about the scene where he goes to see his dad. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a big one. Yeah. So he drinks a lot. He's – him and Amy are like, you know, their relationship is developing, question mark. Question mark. Um, she wants him to move to Philly with her uh-huh. because that's where, where she's, she's going, going to school. school. Yeah. He seems pretty lukewarm about it. Um, and she, he's telling her that she needs to stand up to her mom and she's telling her that he needs him, that he needs to stand up to his mom because Mm -hmm. her, this whole time, his mom has, won't tell him where his dad is. Right. Like he's been, he lies to people of various different things about like where his dad is or could be, but he doesn't actually know and he doesn't have his contact info. Now, I do think that is something that like his mom should have not done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, and I, I think that there probably are people out there who oh, yeah. do approach that. Like it would have been better if she had facilitated that communication so she could have some control over it, I feel yeah. like. But he goes to his sister and talks to her about it and she has she has the um you know she has the contact information for dad. And they drive like three hours mm-hmm. to go see him. Yep. And uh, so I, anything you want to say about that scene? Well, he's a, a big di- 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 disappointment. Like they show up to his house and he forgets that they're supposed to be there. And he's like, I'm going to see some friends. Like you can come along. Mm-hmm. Like 
we're going to a bar, like we can like hang out and stuff. And so they mm-hmm. go. And um, I know that you turned to me and were like, why is she there? Like, why did he I bring did, her? I think I thought it was weird that he brought her like because on the phone, it seemed like everything was cool. Like his dad was like, come and see. I just feel like it's like that seems like a really intimate moment that mm-hmm. like I don't know that you would bring. I mean, I guess when you're a teenager, I don't know. I, I just I don't I, I would see I could see him. If bringing you're in his, a relationship with someone. I could see him bringing his buddy up there, maybe. But like. I think th- yeah. it was supposed to imply that 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 they were close at that point, mm-hmm. and he felt comfortable with her seeing that side of his life that okay. he wanted to hide from. I think I mean, it was it's supposed an awfully to, big gamble. I think it was supposed to symbolize intimacy, not symbolize, but like signify trust, trust and okay. intimacy, and okay. that kind of stuff. All right. So, and I was glad that she was there because if he had been alone, like I don't know how that would have gone. Well, I think he probably would have gotten hammered at yeah. one of those local bars yeah. and passed out on it in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, maybe him and, and his dad would have passed it out and in a nearby ditch, and she wouldn't have gotten hit by a car. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would. Yeah, it certainly would have worked out better for her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they go and see dad. He doesn't remember that he made the date with them. They go to a bar. They drink in the middle of the day. He drinks with his teenage son, and he makes him pay. He does make him pay. Yeah, and then says he's got to go do a thing. And by do a thing, he means do that lady at the bar. Yeah. And um, and he never comes back. Nope. He just goes to another place to hang out with his friends. And that is when they start to drive back, and she tells him she loves him. And he's like, no, you don't. And he throws her out, and then she gets hit by a car. And then she's like, it's okay. And then blah. Well, I think it, the cl- implication pretty clearly is that he sees what he could be, what he is likely to become. Yeah. Which is this man who really doesn't care about anybody but himself. And just wants to drink and party. Yeah. Yeah. So then he is that he so he like ghosts her basically. Mm-hmm. Like they go back, they get back together ish. They mm-hmm. get back together. Yeah. They graduate. Somehow he graduates. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the night she's supposed to leave on the bus for her new school, he's supposed to meet her or something or come Were they with going her? together? They go, I think they're supposed to go together like. She had somehow convinced him or thought she had convinced him to come with her and Girl, then he no. didn't show up. What's he gonna is he gonna sleep in the closet in your dorm room? Like what <laughs> is the plan? Yeah, you guys are eighteen. So I mean he doesn't show up. I'm sure he would enjoy the college lifestyle at least. Anyway. Yeah, actually the end when he show, show shows up and she makes that face, um, it reminded me of uh Goodwill uh uh, hunting except good mm-hmm. hunting is a great film yeah and basically in their relationship he told her you know i don't lo- lo- love you and then they break up and mm-hmm. she like moves away to call it moves mm-hmm. away to s- i don't know where she goes yeah um i haven't and seen then, that in a long time and then he basically at the end tells rob rob and williams that he's going to s- go see see about a girl when i was a kid mm-hmm. and i saw it oh, so he's gonna go see about her and it ends the end credits his car dr- drives and it yes. just follows him on the road yeah and when i was a kid i was like i wish that this had ended with them making up with him seeing her and mm-hmm. them like changing and the kiss yeah. and stuff and i'm like no it's it's be- better to not know and so in this moment when we actually do see him go back and see mm-hmm. her there was something that was just like I didn't get yeah. the implication that they were going to patch oh, no, things up. Oh, no, no, But no. I guess you could interpret it any way you want. Yeah. Um, I We skipped over one thing that I 
did want to touch on, which was um, the one scene that I really did like. It's not like I hate it. It's not like this movie was a slog. Like I said, mm-hmm. like it was shot well and the acting was good. It was just like I didn't care for the writing. Um, but one scene I thought really was a nice moment was so he after he ghosts her at this mm-hmm. train station um he goes to this bar and drinks with some old timers mm-hmm. and it's really sad and fucking depressing how does he get drinks everywhere mm. does he have a fake id probably he looks like a baby yeah he looks like a drunk baby <laughs> um but somehow he gets to sit at the bar and drink i guess that's like one of his regular places maybe yeah. but anyway the old timers are like you know, he's explaining. Doesn't he explain to them why, like, that he like left her, behind, like that he didn't go with her, and that he did the right thing? And they're like, "Yeah, you did the right thing." And then they all toast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why is that a nice mo- mo- Not moment? Not that. I'm just okay, leading okay, up to cool, the nice cool, moment. Cool, cool, cool. The nice moment. I thought the moment that I liked was when he goes home and he's crying and says to his mother that he's like he's a selfish awful person who's just like his dad and she mm-hmm. said and then she starts talking about all the ways that he's not selfish i didn't let, like that moment because didn't. i didn't believe what she was I, I think she believed it but i didn't agree with her mm-hmm. um i think he is so so selfish and well i'll say this well no you you finish your thought i don't want to step on what you're saying no i'm i mean that was basically it like I just think that, I mean, yes, he has issues and alcoholism is a disease. It's not his fault. But why does, why does no one try to an intervention? Does she, uh, right? she must know he's drinking yeah. all day, right? He, like, does she not see I it? mean, she's a nurse, right? He's, he's got to smell like, he's got to smell like a whiskey bottle, like 24 seven, right? Yeah. I'll tell you why I believed it. it. And and what happens is he comes home and he's upset and she's like talk trying to see like what's matter baby and he's like telling her basically that he's just like his dad and then she says, you know, like names she's like the kid next door like her mother, you know, her mom died or whatever and you invited her to come live with us and all mm. these things that oh, he yeah. did yeah, that's, that is, that's, as he was growing yeah. up that showed that he was self- selfless. And I but why did we just you. hear about that stuff now at the end? That's where the problem is, where I think, like, the mom doesn't get a fair shake in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see her have some humanity for once. Yeah. But I think, like, as a mother, what you even if your son, even if your child is f- kind of fucked up, you know, I think that you would still see the good in them. Yeah. And so it was realistic to me that she would then be the one who can point out, like, actually... You know, and she says, like, your father doesn't care about anybody but himself, and that's not you. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, I think that what it implies is that it's not too late for him, mm-hmm. like, that he has goodness, and that I think that if he, I think if he did keep going on like that, he probably would become like mm-hmm. his father. But, yeah. like, if there's someone in your life that can, that, you know, like that you can make a choice to turn yourself around for, that you can make a choice to change at that age, I think you could. Yeah. Now, he would need to get some fucking rehab or therapy or something. He's got to get that alcohol problem under control for yeah. sure, or he's going to die young. But I do think that people are capable of change if they want it. And like, I think his mother was there to say, like, I love you. Yeah. I love you and I see the good in you. And I do believe that's something that mothers that's part of your job as a mom is yeah. to help your children see that about themselves even when they're in a low place, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So I did think that scene was really nice. And I thought the yeah. acting in that scene between the two of them was really yeah. good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, do you want to talk about the original ending of this movie? Or the original ending of the book? Yes, please. The movie and the book do not end the same way. Okay, please. So I have not read the book, obviously. But I did. Obviously. obviously because why would I? Um, but I did. <laughs> I do. I did want to go and see like what was different about the book and the movie. So the ending of the movie, of course, as we just said, is that he goes drinking with these old timers. Then he goes home and he's upset and his mom kind of talks him through uh all the good things about himself mm-hmm. right then we see this kind of there's been this like through line in the um i don't know why i waved my hand across like in a no rainbow fashion no one can see what i'm doing no. anyway there's a, a, a what i'm making with my hands is an arc mm-hmm. <laughs> uh there's a through line in the film where he is trying to finish this college application yes which uh, again was infuriating to me because yeah. it's basically like I don't know. I broke up with my girlfriend, and that's the hardship I've been through. And I'm like, you privileged fuck. Because I know that if he turns that in, and it, he all, he'll just it get also accepted. was like <laughs> it also was like six sentences long or something like yeah. that. Like yeah. Uh, so he's trying to finish this college application, this college essay or whatever. And so in the end, it's him revisiting the essay. Yeah, and talking about how he. Because he's been hurt in his life, um, he has shut out the possibility of feeling anything, right? Okay. And then we see him show up at the college, right? And This is the book. This is the movie. I'm the just mo- recapping. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, and then he shows up at college and they say nothing and they just have this moment where he's mm-hmm. like looking at her expectantly and she's looking at him like, Ugh. yeah. Um, the way the book ends is that it ends with him at the bar with the old timers talking about how he so in the book she was going off to college and she knew that he wasn't supposed to go with her she went off to college and he said he was going to come and meet her in a couple months when he gets like finds a place okay and he goes to the bar after saying goodbye to her at the train station or whatever and tells all the old timers there that he's actually not gonna, he's there's he has no intention of meeting her there because he's he know he knows that she's better off without him okay and then he just fu- he gets fucking wasted and that's the end of the book cool <laughs> hashtag colossal waste of time right <laughs> i don't know what we're supposed to take away from that what uh, what are we supposed to take away from this movie period i don't know maybe it's something that tim tharp did as a young man i guess by the I way, mean, Tim we, Tharp there, is the guy who, who wrote the book. We need more stories like this, right? Like, we yeah. haven't seen this enough. Um, Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I feel <laughs> like that's just, like, stuff that's stuff that actually happened. Like, that sounds like something my exes would have done. Mm. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not unrealistic, but it's also, like, again. Why did I read this whole book just to have that yeah yeah and i kind of get why they changed the ending for the movie because then it's like what am what is the point of this yeah. like am i just watching this guy drink himself to an early grave yeah for what reason like what am i supposed you know, to change been at all so super fucked up if it would have ended with him de- like drinking himself to death like dying like actually the- dying da- da- dying that then it would been- be like an ernest hemingway novel <laughs> um or just, I guess that's actually more like Ernest Hemingway's biography. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, 
final thoughts. Final. Do you have any spectacular thoughts about the spectacular now? Spectacular. I'm just like you're, I, I feel I like want, you're grimacing right I now. I want to go you're back grimacing. to my. I want to go back to my 27 year old self and be like and shake her and be like, why? Why? Why did you do this? Why did you enjoy this? What is wrong with you? I think it's okay. You've you're matured. You've matured. matured. You've experienced new things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're you're not. You don't quite have that crush on Miles Teller that you did. At the no, time. I definitely do not. Yeah. No. Oh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a guy. I know. I have a crush on someone else now, though. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but there'll always be a place in your heart for Leo. DiCaprio. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But not the... So he never goes out of style. Not the Leo of today. And not the Leo who dates women until they turn 25 and then... Dump, and then goes for dump, a new... Dumps them. Yeah. Yeah. Goes for a new... Not that Leo. Yeah. Um, But the one who was in Titanic when he was 20 years old and... Have you seen Titanic since you became a grown asshole? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you still feel the same way about it. Yeah. It, okay. It's... And an undying love that I have for this movie, and it's um I can't explain it. I just your face completely changed when he stopped talking about this movie and started talking about Titanic. It was like instantaneous. I love Titanic. Uh, so anything else for you about this movie? So you just want to slap your old self? I want to slap my old self and be like, get some self esteem, get some. Get your shit together. What is wrong with you? Yeah, basically. Uh, final thoughts for me. I um, I I will probably forget this movie shortly <laughs> after watching it. Uh, I think I've forgotten a lot of it already. Yeah, I think it's gone. It's a boop boop. It's out. <laughs> um, I would say again. I the positives about this movie. Uh, the use of the setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting. Uh, maybe watch it with the sound off. Mm, sure, sure. Watch it with the sound off. You know, while you're, I don't know, or watch it with something. your brain off. <laughs> Turn your brain off. <laughs> this movie has a shelf life of like after twenty five, after, after the 25. age of twenty five. Yeah, I think that you probably. Uh, I don't think actually, you know what? I think my nine year old would not care for this movie. No, she would not. She would see through this bullshit oh, like for straight sure. away. She'd be like, I, in fact, every single movie we watch with her, she, she like, she smells the bullshit. She smells the bullshit. Yeah. She smells the bullshit. Um, so listeners, I guess if you, if you're into a rom drum, <laughs> maybe, maybe, no. Or I don't know. I, I this is also not my genre. Yeah. So I don't know how to compare it to other rom drums. This is my genre, or it used to be. I don't know. You don't know. I Worth think it. watch it. Maybe. It's not a bad movie. It's just not. It's not as it's, bad as Colossal, but it's, it's not better as, than Colossal. Better than Colossal. That's what we can say about it. Yeah, it's better than Colossal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us for this discussion on the spectacular. Now, um, there, I'm sure there's some of you out there that do find this movie to be spectacular, and and if you want, if you got something, if you got a counterpoint to, uh, feel free to tweet us um, at Georgia Made Pod 
or, um, you know, mess, write, write us comment in the Instagram at Georgia made podcast. And uh, Sarah, you look, I'm, I'm trying to see, what are you thinking right now? I want to rewind. Like deba- I want to rewind. You want to rewind your life? We did, No, we didn't discuss the meaning of the t- title. Like, what the fuck does the spectacular the spectac- now mean? He says what it means. He says we'll, that- we'll never be as young as we are now. Oh, God. That was one of the worst <laughs> lines in this movie. Because yes. we're, like, watching it, and we were, like, and Sarah's, like, yeah, except for when you were, like, babies. <laughs> um... I I think it I think he says it. He's basically like he lives in the now. That okay. Only what's happening right now, planning ahead, thinking about the future at all, having any kind of connections yeah. like long term is is like is totally lame, dude. <laughs> and it's all about the fucking spectacular now. Yeah. That's what I feel like okay. he said yeah, in the movie, yeah, yeah. right? You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay. Re re unwind. Um no, I think that was worth discussing. Uh, but listeners, if you like this movie and you're like, uh, you totally missed all the point or I don't know, maybe there's uh, something we're just not getting here. You missed the metaphors. You miss like we need to live in the spectacular now, Sarah. Yes. Um, feel free to message us and tell us what you thought, what you think about the spectacular. I'll defend the movie. Or if you think we were totally right on. Um, if I you always think we love, weren't being harsh enough. If you think we were being harsh enough. Tell us what you think of this movie. Please tell us. Please tell us. We want to know. Um, you can uh, find us on all the social media, you know, all the social media. Not TikTok. Not Snapchat. We're not on TikTok. Or Snapchat. Yeah. I don't. I have not TikToked yet. I don't even know what TikTok is. It's, it seems cool. I've thought about getting on there. But we are on Facebook and Instagram at Georgia Made Podcast, and we are on Twitter at Georgia Made Pod. Um, you can also subscribe to this podcast, and please do. Please subscribe um we've got a bunch of episodes if you if you're just joining us we've got a bunch of episodes we've been putting out this year on some other things uh other films that were made here in georgia um indie films uh classic films etc um award shows award shows we did we did all the award shows so we talked about a lot of the films the popular like big films of this year um yeah so find us. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, subscribe and, you know, leave us a review. That'd be cool. We'd like that. We It'd want be your, spectacular. We want your approval. We crave your affection. We do. Um, in fact, you could hit me with a car. And, and I wouldn't say, I would, I wouldn't say, I would never, I would say, let's never speak of this again, darling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold me. Uh, you can also, uh, this podcast, of course, is produced by Critical Crop Top. Uh, we also produce, uh, well, of course, we have the Feminine Mistake podcast, uh, which is a show that we've done in the past. It was, uh, we did three seasons of that. Uh, so if you like movies, um, that's something we talked about on that show. Um, you can also, we've got videos, sketches, sketches, videos, things yep. on uh, YouTube and uh, Vimeo. So um, you can keep up to date with what Critical Crop Top is doing. Um, at Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I feel like we really need to cleanse our palates after this movie. Yes. I mean, obviously, Uber Eats. Uber. Is definitely. Well, eats. Uber? Uber? Are you eats. going somewhere? No. No. You're not? Never. <laughs> um, I brought my car here. Okay, cool. You can do you want find me to your sit way in, home. Do you want me to sit in the back like it's an Uber? Are you going to give me bottles of water? I'm going to leave you here. Oh, so I need to Uber home. You need to Uber home. Okay, yes. well, fine. Actually, could you stop 
for some eats? You want me to stop for some? You want me to be the Uber Eats? Yes. That seems, you know what? I, if that's what you want, if that's what I it drove takes. you here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to carry all this podcasting equipment back to my house? I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, okay.